Yata. Alison here from a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. How long, O Lord, will the land mourn? How long will degraded topsoil blow away and riverbeds crack for lack of water? How many millions of frogs must die? How many fish? How many bees? How long will the evangelical industrial complex wield your name like a weapon while passing laws and investing in industries which destroy ecosystems? How many environmental defenders must be murdered? Where is your justice, O Lord? Oh, how long must we wait? These are the questions Jeremiah didn't quite ask, yet well he might have. He was preaching to a people who had walked away from God. Some were worshipping gods of power, wealth and violence. Others were using God's law as a way to shore up conservative nationalism. Well, Jeremiah called them back to an intimate covenant relationship, a relationship which would put them right with God and neighbour, foreigner and land. But his gutsy preaching so enraged people that his own kinfolk plotted to kill him. We pick up the story when Jeremiah places his case before God. You will be in the right, O Lord, when I lay charges against you. But let me put my case to you, says Jeremiah. Why does the way of the guilty prosper? Why do all who are treacherous thrive? You are near in their mouths, yet far from their hearts. How long will the land mourn, and the grass of every field wither? The animals and birds are swept away, because of the wickedness of those who live in the land. That's from Jeremiah chapter 12, verses 1 and 4. Last week, The Guardian reported that since the Paris Agreement on Climate was signed, an average of four environmental defenders have been murdered every week. Although Indigenous peoples make up less than 5% of the world's population, more than a third of those killed were Indigenous. The innocent die, and the guilty prosper. How long, O Lord? In Brazil, a Bible-believing president is supported by a vast evangelical voting bloc. Yet his government turns a blind eye to sweeping illegal land clearances and the murders of indigenous peoples and journalists and activists seeking to protect the Amazon. Why, O Lord, do the treacherous thrive? And here in Australia... The Pentecostal Prime Minister and his cronies direct billions of dollars towards fossil fuel industries. They clear protective native grasslands, slash clean energy funding and block protection for the Great Barrier Reef. You are near in their mouths, O Lord, yet far from their hearts. And while all this goes on, many Australian churches seem more exercised about vaccine passports or trans people than climate. Even when devastating bushfires swept across the east coast and grass and forests withered and animals and birds were swept away, the churches remained largely silent. Well, Jeremiah demands to know why. Jeremiah demands to know how long, and so should we. 
But as we present our case to God, there's a few things we can learn from Jeremiah's lament. First, notice that we can express anything to God. We can lay charges against God and we can point out that God doesn't seem to be acting. We can weep, howl, scream and shout. We can collapse in anguish and despair. This is a tame extract from the book of Jeremiah. So let me be clear. There is no feeling or emotion, no anger or frustration or despair that is unfamiliar to God. Jeremiah shows that we are free to express them all. But second, notice that Jeremiah's lament is grounded in a commitment which has been personally costly. He is not disinterested. Instead, he is intimately involved with God and passionately committed to God's justice. And it's from this position that he speaks. Third, notice that Jeremiah reminds God of God's own nature and demands that God act accordingly. God is a just judge. Therefore, God should enact justice. And this brings me to Jeremiah's call for retribution. The language can make us squirm, but Jeremiah is not seeking personal revenge upon those who seek to kill him. Instead, he's set up a courtroom scene. He's making a case, and he's demanding that a perfect judge enact righteous judgment. How we understand judgment might be different to Jeremiah, but this provides a model for how we might ask God to act. Because God is just, we seek God's justice. Because God is creative, we seek God's playfulness and change. Because God is life-giving, we seek renewal and resurrection. Because God is reconciling, we seek wholeness and healing for all. We can remind God of God's nature and demand that God act. Finally, Notice that God doesn't answer Jeremiah's questions directly. When Jeremiah demands why and how long, God asks Jeremiah why he's so weary. Further asks God, If you fall down in a safe land, how will you fare in the thickets of Jordan? As people living in a relatively safe country, whom the rule of law tends to benefit and protect, these are questions which might well be directed to us. Yes, salination is a huge problem. So too deforestation and carbon emissions and species loss and an ocean swamped with plastics. And we can and must lament these things. But when we do, God might very well ask, Why are you so weary? Which wells are you drinking from? What messages are you listening to? Are you praying every day? And God might ask, if you feel despair in a safe land, a, a land where activists tend to be mocked, not murdered, how will you fare in the jungles of Brazil or Colombia or the Philippines? Is it really so hard to work for the common good when the worst that will happen is other people's scorn? Well, God's response implies that God is still working. And so as people who are committed to God's cause, we must take heart and never give up. So my takeaway is this. 
lament, yes, at the state of the world and include all the feels. Tell God all about it. But do so from a position of commitment and trust, knowing that God has a nasty habit of telling those who want something to be done to do something about it themselves. And no matter how discouraging the situation appears to be, stay strong and don't lose heart. Our God does not forsake people. Not Jeremiah under threat of death. Not Jesus hanging on the cross. Not an environmental defender murdered. And not any one of us. In life, in death and in life beyond death, God stays with us and works steadily for God's cause and God's justice. We may not always see great fruit in our lifetime, but with God at our side, let us keep working for God's cause and God's justice too. And now my friend, as you embrace the challenges of life and of the world, may God bless you with courage to seek justice. May God bless you with wisdom to care for the earth. And may God bless you with love to bring forth new life. In the name of God, the Creator, and of Jesus, the new covenant, and of the Holy Spirit, who renews all things. Amen. There's always more to read on our website. That's sanctuarybaptist.org. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you would like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you can find the details for this on the website. This recording was made on the lands of the Eastern Ma Nation. In the last few weeks, the air has changed, the breeze is mild, the rain is strong, and the emu constellation is bright in the sky. Whales are in the bay with their newborn calves. Countless wattles are still flowering. Billy buttons are emerging and the bush is bursting with life. The peace of the land be with us all. Amen.